Hey, Will, like I normally do, I just want to take a moment to tell our listeners to make sure they hit us up on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you might see us. Make sure you're sending us something. Also, you can email us directly at AppalachiaMeetsWorld at gmail.com. If you get a moment, shoot us a line, give us some feedback. Yeah, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Appalachia Meets World. It just helps our podcast, but it also helps you know when we're releasing a new episode. I mean, the only chickens that our audience wants to hear about are in my backyard. <laughs> oh, you know that an Appalachian based movie would be way more successful than Chicken Little. Appalachian Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. And don't forget, Will, tonight's episode is powered by SOAR. Shaping our Appalachian region. If you're an entrepreneur out there, especially in eastern Kentucky, check them out. Appalachian meets world. It's Will. And Neil. What up, Bubby? Nothing, man. A little, little different episode tonight. We don't have a guest. Yep, just me and you, man. Yep. You know that's what the listeners want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, you anyway. None of them want to hear me. They all want to hear you. It's a little, but uh, it'll be a little different episode tonight. But we have a theme. We have a reason for not having a guest. It's because it's Disney Week. What? But not for me. For me. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into that. But did you? You watch the Super Bowl? We're not celebrating. Yeah. yeah well, you know, we're not. Thought it was a good game. Obviously, it's close score. I really felt like going into it that the Bengals didn't have much of a chance, and they proved me wrong. All that talent on the Rams team in the end paid dividends for them. That that defensive line is unbelievable. You get what you pay for. You got Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the same defensive line. I really don't know how you ever lose. Kudos to those teams that beat them during a the regular season. Curious to see how the Appalachian kid – performs throughout his career i think he's the real deal man he's obviously very confident maybe borderline too much see that suit he walked in <laughs> you know exactly what i said am i watching joe burrow or is cam newton come on <laughs> seriously do they have the same dress yeah, uh, he, he all out. i think he can play i think he can play in the league for a long time he's got to sure up that offensive line obviously in cincinnati they got to figure something out if they want to protect him long term so he's tough though i like him you don't no have to celebrations him, the town of athens is still there mm-hmm. and we'll wait for next year if you Bengals fans want to go back and look at that last play jamar chase is wide open down the sideline just saying <laughs> Jalen ramsey fell down chase is wide open for six <laughs> i mean in could have thrown it deep and ended the game dropped the mic and walked out of SoFi a champion but and you know why he didn't because the Rams have Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, since this is a little bit different episode, what appetizer did you have for the Super Bowl? See, um, I guess my favorite appetizer that we had last night was the buffalo chicken dip. It's hard to go wrong with bu- buffalo chicken dip ever, but, you know, it was extraordinary last night. How about you? I went buffalo chicken dip too. Oh! Yeah. We had the same app. Let me ask you this, though. What So what would you dip in it? 
uh, Tostitos, the the whole grain uh, scoops are my favorite. You got to have something a little hardier with the chick with the buffalo chicken dip, a little firmer. The whole, I don't know if you eat many Tostitos, but the whole grain Tostitos. They're hard. They're harder, and they don't yeah. break when you yeah. scoop, right? That's true. That's true. But they taste better than the regular Tostitos. I don't like the regular Tostitos. I, I, I like the whole grain ones. Do you? You eat don't the like the grain? lime ones? Oh, man. Little hen of lime. No. Uh, I like the whole I don't grain. Think I've ever had the whole grain ones. I'll try oh, that. Though. Oh, it's the only way to go. No, I'll go I, to the store, and sometimes they'll be out of the whole grain ones. Won't even buy any. If they're what? out. I'm not. I'm not getting them. <laughs> I'm not getting the regular grain or bust. Exactly. You wait till you try them. Don't I'm going to. I can't. I, yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm. I'm going to try them. But I, I've never done this before with buffalo chicken dip. But I did celery. Well, I have done celery before. So celery and corn chips. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Corn chips. Yeah, I like corn chips with it a lot. Yeah, uh, I've never I've had it before. It's good. It. Celery's a good. Uh, get rid of some of that heat you know it's a good change up try to compound some of that some of that heat that the buffalo chicken dip brings so yeah it's always a good call we forgot celery so we just didn't have any last night yeah oh oh well i got one more comment about super bowl i got i gotta i gotta talk about it halftime show halftime show oh did it take you back uh it's the best halftime show i've ever seen Really? And I don't care what really? our listeners say. The best? the best? It's the best Super Bowl halftime show ever of all Come time. On. So, Prince, better than Prince? Yeah, I liked it better than Prince. I'm a way bigger fan of Dre and Snoop and Eminem and, you know, all those guys than I am of uh, Prince. So, I, yeah, I liked it better than Prince. But I got to say this. So, I talked to mom today. And mom, <laughs> you know what mom's comment? <laughs> About the yeah. halftime show. She says. I can only imagine. She says, in that halftime show, I just don't know what that was. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Mom, just stop. Just stop right there. Because that was the greatest halftime show ever. I said, everybody my age loved it. It was the best show, best halftime show of all time. And you don't even, you, you said it's ridiculous. She didn't like, know who really? it was. Probably not. She probably still doesn't know. I I don't think it was the best ever, but it definitely took me back. I got I I liked it a lot. Hey man, when when Dre when it dropped the at the very beginning that oh I like oh this is just this is rap. I love it when he got on. I love that midway through when they stopped and then he got on the piano. Yeah, I like that because I just like that jam. Yeah, I do too. Today's rap, though, I don't even understand. One, I, I do have one complaint. Didn't he didn't play anything up. from the Chronic. Yeah, nothing. I know, I know. No yeah. gin and juice from nothing from Doggy I Style. I heard a couple of people today talking about that that they could have gone longer. And even Eminem, even Eminem, you know, I, I thought, of course, you know this, but the song that Eminem chose to sing is my all-time favorite. You know, there's there's lots that he could have he could have uh, come out with, but I really think they actually sang the songs too. I don't think they were lip singing, and some of those other songs are very explicit, so would have been much harder to perform. So I thought they made good choices, but it could have gone longer. 
Well, it, it can only go so long. I mean, you only have they only have twenty minutes. Hey, you know what they could do though, Will? They could come back next year and do this, do the other song. <laughs> hey, I'd be on the edge of my seat. They they play some stuff from the Chronic and Doggy Style. I'm all about it. I absolutely. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. It takes me back to riding through the Taco Bell drive-through and you playing every one of those songs and pulling up to the speaker and making me order for you. <laughs> yeah, I was twelve. <laughs> oh, as soon as it as soon as they started playing the music it just took me back yeah oh, no. yeah that was great yeah you're right everybody our age the same thing like i haven't heard anybody complain about it really other than certain songs that they didn't play yeah right transition a little bit you got a at biz for me this week i don't really particularly know a lot about this place but i did want to mention i was in uh mount vernon kentucky a week or so ago, got an opportunity to stop by at a little restaurant called the Snack Shack. It's right in the heart of Mount Vernon. Milkshakes, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, anything you can think of fried. Pull up on a curb. Got to go up to the window old-fashioned style to order. Then you pick it up at the other window down, you know, just down from it. It was in the middle of the day. The sun was shining that day. I had one of my children with me and we had a few minutes, so we stopped there and right in the middle of Mount Vernon, it was good to see a business thriving uh, in today's climate. And it, it was a it was a nice little change up. So I'd, I'd like to give them a shout out if we can here on the Appalachian Meets World podcast. Hopefully they're list, there's a few listeners in Mount, Mount Vernon nice. uh, that have nice. ate at the, the Snack Shack. They're on, on uh, just off of Main Street in Mount Vernon, Kentucky. So that's the name, the Snack Shack? Snack Shack, and it is exactly what it looks like. I'm assuming so they, what it sounds like. <laughs> may, I'm assuming they may not have a website. I'm guessing they don't. And I'm guessing that they, yeah, they do have a phone. You will just have to call them when you're going through Mount Vernon on I-75, pull off, make your way downtown. And uh, check out the Snack Shack. Stop in, get you a milkshake, and tell them the old boys over at Appalachian Meat War- Meats World sent you. Yeah, that's a great local little spot. Never eaten there, but definitely want to check it out. Uh, also wanted to add, just in honor of Black History Month, as we've been doing for this month, another food venue. It's actually not minority-owned. It's owned by John Fleer, the renowned chef. Who, who worked at Blackberry Farm, has opened Rhubarb, several other restaurants in and around Asheville and other locations. But he also recently, I guess not that recently, but in 2018 opened, it's called Ben on Eagle. It celebrates the African diaspora. It really just honors soul food and how it relates to Appalachia. There's a story behind it. It's on Eagle Street in Asheville. If you're not familiar with Asheville, it's in a neighborhood called The Block. Apparently back in the day, The Block was a really bustling area of Asheville, majority African-American neighborhood. This restaurant came in in 2018 to kind of just bring back that connection with African-American soul food and Appalachia and Asheville and how that block used to be and, and kind of getting back to that past. It's good Southern soul food, excellent choice in Asheville any day of the week, any day of the year, but especially this month to celebrate Black History Month. So go check it out. The um, current chef is 
Ophus Heathington and a large part of the menu and the connection with the history that surrounds that block or that neighborhood has a great deal to do with Hannah Shabazz. And if you go online, you can read more about her, but she used to have a, she had a restaurant back in the day on the block and she was a big part of getting this restaurant up and running. So I just wanted to highlight that restaurant, check it out if you're ever in Nashville. Getting back into our show, this is, like we said, Disney week. I am going to Disney this week with my family. So that's kind of why we're having this episode. But another reason why we're having this episode, we've seen a little bit of chatter lately from a few other podcasts that we know of, but also a little bit in the news lately on on some social places about Disney doing an Appalachian movie. What do you think about that idea? Man, I think there's all sorts of angles that Disney could take in Appalachian. I think it would be awesome. My mind's running. I know, I know, right? You you know, with the success of Encanto, all the other movies that have come out recently, I mean, I think it's prime season for an Appalachian Disney movie, right? Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, I mean, what would you, what would you focus on? What would, what would be your setting for an Appalachian movie? Well, I'm kind of glad you asked that because, you know, we've been seeing this chatter, like I said, a couple other podcasts that we know of, shout out to uh, What's Appalachian. And, you know, there's been a little bit of talk about doing an Appalachian movie, but something that no one has brought up is that in the late nineties, Barry Cook was an executive at Disney. He actually co-produced Mulan and has done several other movies, but he actually wrote a short story. It was called The Ghost and the Gift, based in Appalachia, and he put together a screenplay or plot for an Appalachian Disney movie that actually got green-lighted and got a little run. It went so far as to have voice actors and musicians already lined up for it. I think the name of original name of it was My Peoples. The plot was these two feuding families had a one had a son, one had a daughter. They fell in love. The son, I don't know, had this tradition of making dolls and somehow the dogs come to life. And so there's a story around that. I don't I don't know the background of the story all that well. Yeah, you do. Supposed to be based in Appalachia, but some of the actors and the musicians that they have lined up, Dolly Parton, Oh, uh, uh, crucial. Ashley Judd, some big names. So they basically tried to make it about the Hatfields and the McCoys. Well, that's kind of what it sounded like <laughs> with the two feuded families. But it was Charles Durning, Mike Snyder, Travis Tritt was lined up as an Ooh. actor. And then on the music side, they had Ricky Skaggs and Marty Stewart. I mean, you can't go wrong with those. Mark O'Connor on the fiddle. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. But so it got that far and then it got killed. So it got killed for Chicken Little. So in 2005, they they made Chicken Little. They thought the audience would want a movie like Chicken Little over an Appalachian based film. And it never has been heard of since. I mean, the only chickens that our audience wants to hear about are in my backyard (laughs) you know that an appalachian based movie would be way more successful than chicken little i have to agree especially in this day and age right and so you're talking about plots what do you have do you have something any plot line 
I mean, I don't know. I could go, uh, you know, you could so many different about, directions, right? Yeah. That's the thing about Disney though. You have to start out with like tragedy, you know, and almost every Disney movie, either the parents die or something's happened to, to the main character, you know, you gotta have a little bit of tragedy. You got nimble will who was on our show that, has hiked the Appalachian Trail. You could tie it into the Appalachian Trail and what it means to be a conqueror of the Appalachian Trail and talk about the spirit of Appalachian. Yeah, you could play in all kinds of any old tale, ghost stories from Appalachia and working into... They could stop at Dollywood along the way and, and be like a small Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that... Who who would you have as the actors? Man, you gotta um, have Dolly. Gotta have that's Dolly. a must, she'd right? Be, she'd be number one in my book yeah, for I mean, sure. If you don't get Dolly, I'd kill it. And would Dolly do a movie for Disney? You think based on Appalachia? Absolutely, she would. Yeah, she would. She was already lined up for the other one. Yeah. Anybody else? You 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 could think of There's so many. I tell you what would be killer for it. The uh, soundtrack would be. Kill. Oh yeah, God. Put put a little Emmy Lou Harris on there. Put Can some Dolly on there. Chris Stapleton. This the list goes on and on and on. on, I mean, and on. You'd have, you, Ricky Skaggs. You would have you'd have more trouble eliminating people than adding people. I would be the best Disney soundtrack of all time. Of all time, it'd be better than Frozen. <laughs> Our kids could go down the road singing the Appalachian song. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Frozen. Fun. And Kanto's got a lot of playtime on apparently there the music from that is hits right and left. I've not even listened to it, but I can tell you right now that my new Apple Music ticker would definitely buy that Appalachian one. <laughs> so your brand new accessory, yeah, the Apple. I would hit it right now. There's no question. You know I would buy that one. I can't wait, man. Well, who who could we get? Who who would you suggest would would be a writer? We we got we have so many have, talented writers in the region. Let's just call our girl Elaine McMillian. I mean, oh, she's our she BFF. Yeah, yeah, she can produce the whole thing. We got this done for Disney. Why don't they call us? As we got to pitch fact, it. We got to pitch it to Disney. I tell you what, we need to do. We need to, to get Barry Cook on this. So, like I said, Barry Cook wrote the original My Peoples. Yeah, yeah. So we need to get Barry Cook on here. Yeah, and, why is and he ask not- him about it? Why is he not calling you? See if you can get with him this week and uh, we'll reach out. Have my peoples get with your peoples and talk about <laughs> And talk about my peoples. And talk about my peoples. <laughs> For real. We're going to, all right. Uh, hey, but we're going to have a follow up. We're going to, we'll have to have a follow up to this episode. Can, can you think of a better name than my peoples? Yeah. What, I kind of like my peoples. Uh, let's see. Mountain music. Oh, you can't do that. You can't steal that. That's a good one, but. You know, my people's is pretty strong, but I like my people's. Do you have to? Can we just? Do can, you have to put mountains can, in it? Can they pay us for always Appalachian? Hey, I mean, I like it. Huh? I like it. Our I'm, tagline. I'm I'm thinking some royalty fees are coming along with that because you, sure, know, for you sure. know our lawyer will reach out. <laughs> you know he will. I guarantee he will. I mean, if they come to town and they name that thing always Appalachian, we're set, bro. That's perfect. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) So we got the soundtrack. We got a few actors that we have in mind. We have the producer. There's plenty of writers we could turn to. 
to write this. I, I think I'm going to see if I can I, I can set up a meeting when 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 I head out this week. Yeah, absolutely. That should be priority number one. Forget what the kids want to do. I, I'll let you know next week. Keep me posted. What, one thing I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about Disney, I know you've been a few times, but do you have a favorite part of the park? I know you're not asking me this. <laughs> let me. Well, let me ask you this: did, When you went to Disney with your kids, did you go to the Country Bear Jamboree? Man, I'm going to destroy some of our listeners' hearts right now, and I'm just going to say you are a veteran Disney goer. And I hate Disney World. <laughs> it's so, hard on parents, man. It is not a vacation for parents. I, I, I will, will give you that. I will not go back because <laughs> it is not a vacation. But you'll watch the movie, right? I will absolutely watch the movie. I will watch a movie, but I will not go back to the park <laughs> because you're asking me what my favorite park is. I don't know, and I don't care because I ain't never going back to that place. It's hard on parents, isn't it? Until my kids are old enough to, you know, venture out on their own in the venture park. out on their own, maybe. And I don't even, maybe not that long, but man, you know, this experience. Heck, Disney World is the closest, closest place I've ever been to divorce. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a weekend Disney nearly destroyed my 15 I'll tell you, every time we go, as soon as we leave, we say we never, we're never going back. I know, but, but we always do. We always do, and we're so excited to go. Oh, oh, I hope you have a wonderful time. It's just, and the kids are so excited. It's just when you get in the park, something it, it's just like a switch in them. It turns. Oh yeah. I mean, I gotta tell our listeners this this story. So, you know, I'm stressed to the max. We've been at each other all day, and we had a dinner reservation at oh, what's the name of that? hotel it's kind of off to itself like got really nice kind of private hawaii um the polynesian polynesian so yeah so anyway it's one of our last nights there we had a reservation at the polynesian for the luau for the yeah so we'd been at each other all day and you know we had a reservation and they still made us wait when we got there i mean we had to wait probably another 30 minutes when we got there kids are not happy because everybody's hungry and mom and dad are stressed to the max and you know you're in the park and they make you buy these 30 dollar cups so you can have drinks all day or whatever and uh obviously because it's a sealed cup you're not supposed to put like carbonated drinks in it and i had filled one up with sprite and i just got done chewing the kids out for something so Rachel's already giving me the evil eye and I grabbed one of those drinks out of a stroller and I popped that lid open. And when I pushed that button to pop that lid, Sprite went all over my face. <laughs> so the kids just started laughing. They were scared to death at first and then they start laughing and, and Rachel busted out laughing too. So that's one of our memories from Disney is being so stressed out and then the carbonated drink went all over dad's face. That's your best, best and memory I, from Disney. And I was, I was so mad. I wanted to throw the cup at the guy at the front desk. Cause he was like, hoo, 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 hoo. I, I wanted to knock him out too, but the dinner was good at the Polynesian. So I would recommend it, but that's yeah. funny. That w- one thing that we always do, it's a hidden gem. Not not a lot of people lo- know about it, I don't think, but 
the hoop to do review is an excellent thing to take your kids to. They have a little show with your dinner. The dinner is amazing. But the thing is, I wanted to mention it because the, my, my goal when we, when we first started going to Disney was to get up on stage at the hoop to do review. So they, they play, they come into the crowd during the review, during the show, they pick out certain people sometimes. And at the end, whoever they pick out gets to go up on stage and perform. They have this little last performance uh, of the show with people from the crowd. And I made it. I think the last time we went, which has been a while because, you know, COVID has been around and everything, but I made it and I dropped the mic. I mean, <laughs> I, I killed it on stage and they gave me a little, they gave me a little uh, sheet of paper that said I, I was like, you know, I was on stage or whatever, and I got it framed. It was got like it framed the ultimate own. goal, man. I'm done with Disney. Like that's that was my goal. I achieved it, and I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm a success. And now you're going back again. And your goal this time. That's <laughs> just gravy. Your goal gravy. this time better be to set that meeting up so we can get this always Appalachian. We're gonna set that meeting up, or we're gonna get Barry Cook on this show. Absolutely. Since this is Disney week, I just wanted to make of place a little bit about Disney, little nostalgia related to this. I'm, I mentioned before the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. You didn't go there. I always make a point to take my kids there because when, when I go there, it's just, it's, it's animatronics. So you go in, you sit down, it's, it's real quick. It's like five, 10 minute show. It, it, it's air conditioning so when it's 900 degrees in disney you can go in there and sit for a good 15 minutes and fall asleep but <laughs> it's all these bears and, and the whole thing is like there's a little stereotyping going on but they're playing the banjos one of the bears is called dolly and she's like the best bear best female bear singer and and they're playing all this bluegrass music and i, I don't know i guess it kind of a little nostalgia takes over. So I make it a point to take my kids there every time we go. I don't know if they like it or not, but I do. When I take my kids back when they're 25, we'll go see that. Definitely. It's in Frontierland. And so <laughs> Frontierland kind of reminds me a little bit of the Appalachian Mountains. You know, it just gives you that little uh, a little sense of uh, country that, that I guess we like. Our listeners got a trip coming up. Make sure you check it out in Frontierland. Country Bear Jamboree. It's a must. Yes, sir. But yeah, Disney, you know, it's a little overwhelming, can be, but we just wanted to talk about uh, a Disney movie that they should be making. We've, Like I said, we've heard a little bit of chatter and we wanted to add it to our show as well. You know, this is a sh short episode because it's a special Disney week, but you got anything else for me? No, we've gone longer than we said. I will let you know how Disney went. Yeah, I look forward to hearing all your wonderful tales of Disney and be careful with the the drink selection in those cups. <laughs> don't shake my sprite. Don't shake don't shake your sprite. The carbonation in those cups is not welcome. I know from experience. Stay tuned for that. And next week we'll be back with a special guest. I guess I can end it. Like I usually do. Till next time. Well, Bam Bam Bam's will play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zim, Ted, friend of our name, Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on the dish pine with a real old country beat. Zim's the song on the fiddle. 
with a crooked hickory pole. When the spirit moves that groove, he can make that pedal go. He also plays the washboard with the handle of a hole. And Big Fred's playing mild pop, he plays it kind of sad. He never took a lesson, he just picked it up from Dad. And little old Tennessee Bear is a featured on the thing. Sounds just like a guitar, but it's only got one string. And stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Yeah, clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the